0: of mine. fellow spooky folks it's the boy or troy and this is man of horror my horror pod where i talk all things scary um all right so in preparation for juneteenth and since one of the main characters in today's film review is a black woman i figured i'd share my top five black final girls so after that i'll be reviewing and rating the film something wrong with the children it's an interesting film that plays into both i think standard horror and then like elevated horror at the same time so yeah stick around it's gonna be a fun episode let's get started welcome to fright night in fifth place naya charms from the first purge naya charms i think is everything that you want in a black final girl she's political and an activist so you know she's looking out for her community she's an older sister and she unfortunately is on her own But that makes her tough. And she's an ex-girlfriend of a fucking drug dealer with ambitions to get out of the hood. So, you know, she's a fighter. (laughs) Cliche as fuck, I know, right? But it's real. And she fights her way across New York, basically. Or, like, I think it's, like, the Bronx or something like that. It's, like, basically just one borough. But the whole point is she fights her way across it during the purge to get to her brother. And then, like, later, you know, just to get to safety. And it's, like, it wasn't... The safest condition, obviously, is the fucking Purge. So, she made it. She was victorious. And when the fucking Purge bell ends, or rings at the end, um, I was just happy to see her walk out the apartment building. So, yeah. Definitely deserves her spot. In um, fourth place, Geraldine from Tales from the Crip presents Demon Knight. All right. I've mentioned this film several times. And I might mention it again. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think, I think it's a bit underrated and I'd love to see it discussed more. Like, I feel like it's, it's mostly discussed around, like with like major horror fans, but I think the, the average horror fan should have a little knowledge, whatever. Anyway, um, Jada is such a baby badass in this movie. (laughs) Like she's just so small and so just like it's just it's cute like i can see willow doing a remake of this role or even if just like a look or something like a music video kind of thing or something just something um but what i liked about the character is aside from her storyline ending which i would love to have gotten a continuation of but that's neither here nor there even if it was just a comic book hint hint but um <laughs> her character balances being like a a tough girl with a tough exterior, and being just a a a, a genuinely sweet, caring kind of like almost precocious, like just this young like just youth about her. You know, I don't know. It's hard to explain, but it's it's really fun to watch. So, definitely another deserving spot. In third place, M from Nope. All right. I fucking love Kiki Palmer. <laughs> First off, I love Jordan Peele for bringing us these amazing films. But second, I fucking love Kiki Palmer. <laughs> like, she can do no wrong to me, man. But, like, outside of her, like, the character M herself is just cool as fuck. Like, and, I, and I'm i pretty sure that has something to do with the vibe that Kiki brought to her because she felt like, she felt like Kiki and then she didn't. She definitely felt like her own character. Um, and it's just like there's this coolness in some scenes, and there's other scenes where there's just this intensity about her that she has in like the most serious moments, and it's like believable is a fucking understatement. Like, <laughs> um, I think she is definitely a legit black final girl. She's smart, tough, cool, and she survived. <laughs> in second place. Addy from us. Another Jordan Peele character. Well, character collab creation, because I will not overlook Lupita. Um, The work that she did with this, like, God, it's, it, I think it was sadly overlooked. And, and honestly, I won't make it a race thing. I think it's just a horror thing, like how people look at horror films and hopefully that changes in the future. But, she did amazing the the whole cast did the whole fucking cast did and they deserve an award you know but i love her character's slow build and the emotional journey from just like weirded out and scared to angry and frustrated to lastly almost like a bit evil like you're not you're not even fucking sure like wait 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 (laughs) like what the fuck is going on you know it just it just fucking works all around so shout out to my girl lupita Okay. Last, and if you know me, I feel like you are. If you pay attention to the show, I feel like you should know who this is gonna be. And it's fine if you don't. That's cool. But anyway, in first place, <laughs> Mindy Meeks from Scream Five, Six, and soon to be motherfucking Seven. I love Scream. Love the whole franchise and everything about it. And Mindy Meeks is the niece of Randy Meeks from Scream and Scream 2. And I will mention to his appearance in Scream 3, um, she was everything that Randy was, but like a bit cooler. Like she is literally Randy with the the horror movie knowledge. Like she's black, she's gay, and she's a horror movie geek. Like what what the fuck else do we need, right? Um and like Mindy's knowledge helps just like how Randy's did. And I will say it's not Huh. Cause I wanted to I wanna say that it's not as heavily relied on as Randy's knowledge was. But now that I'm like like picturing their movies together, you know, Scream, Scream Five, Scream Two, Scream Six, I could be wrong with that I don't know the point is without her the new screen family would definitely be a little bit lost but just like the old screen family they needed fucking randy's help too so she fits right on in. <laughs> darling light of my life I'm not gonna hurt you you didn't let me finish my sentence I said I'm not gonna hurt you I'm just gonna bash your brains in I'm gonna bash them right the fuck in All right. All right. That was my top five final black black final girls. (laughs) Um, So let's go ahead and get into this rating and review of something wrong with the children. Y'all. All All right. So first off, fuck them kids. Um, The kids in this movie are assholes. Fuck those kids. Um, It's pretty much fuck these kids all 2023 because every horror movie kid this year has just been awful. so let's start there (laughs) um but no okay so i i liked the movie actually um and so when i mentioned previously that it's like a blend of actual horror and elevated horror because like i feel like with elevated horror it's always some metaphorical evil right um and no, there's there's a very present like physical evil here, like in this film. There's a very physical evil. Um, it can be tested. It is a presence, um, but then it's elevated because I feel like with this one, it it touches on a couple of of um, topics, right? Um, it touches on parenthood, touches on mental health, um, it touches on like adult relationships in general. You know, so it it. And it, and it leans into it heavily, and it also deals with the plot, so it's like a really good mix of elevated and just pure horror um the kids are really fucking creepy, as I mentioned, and like they do a really good job of being evil, <laughs> you know some kids um some kids have it, some kids don't some kids are believable, some kids are. and and i i won't say that i didn't mean to say have it i don't have it but just you know because it could be young um but just again some kids you believe some kids you don't and in this one i fucking believe them like it was something wrong with the children (laughs) um they i think the movie overall had really good characters it was a really good cast um the main girl what the what, what was she in i can't think of it right now but um yeah, she did really, really well. Um, so, the 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 idea of it is this couple, they go um, to meet up with another couple friend of theirs who have children out in, like, these cabins in the woods. Dumbass idea. Whatever. They go exploring, and they find, like, this cave. And long story short, something is in that fucking cave, and it gets the kids. And the only person that can see it is just one of the characters who basically has had mental health issues before coming here so they just look fucking crazy throughout the movie like they literally just look crazy as they're trying to point out like hey there's something wrong with these fucking kids Like something is off with them you know um but that's the point who would believe him if he has already had mental health issues so um and it's like it's annoying because for me, <laughs> like, watching it, the amount of times I would have ignored these little fucking kids, like, so many of the situations when they made this character, because I don't want to, again, give it away, um, look crazy, it, it, it's, cra- it, it's it's crazy, <laughs> like, I can't even think of another word, because, like, I would have just avoided their ass, like, they, he... Oh, well, fuck it. I mean, the, one of the guys, I'll say that. He let himself be bothered and manipulated by these kids. Fuck that. Um, and it's like, I get it. Because, again, also it plays into mental health, right? So his biggest thing in this film is like um, like he engages them because he needs to know that he's not crazy. Like he needs to know that these things are actually happening and act, that he's actually seeing them. Otherwise, oh, shit, I am crazy. So, you know, like, I, I get it. Um, But fuck those kids. (laughs) Um, I'll say the first half of the film is a bit more serious than the second half. And that's not in a bad way. I just mean, like, a lot of the foundation, like, elevated horror things happen in the first half. So, like, the first half is when the horror is elevated. And then the second half is when it just gets straight up just fucking horror movie. Like, let's go, blood, kill motherfuckers, let's do this shit. Um... (laughs) <laughs> There's also this thing I have to say: the kids they make this this hissing sound. Oh, it is fucking creepy! Like I got chills from it. I was like, "Oh hell no!" Like it was just like this, this weird ass. Just I don't know because uh, I feel like if I describe it a little bit more, that'll give it away. So I'll leave that alone. But the point is, that should look crazy. Um. The last thing I'll put out, too, is the score for this movie was really good. It had a very, very 80s feel. It was very synth-heavy, I feel like. And it just added to the suspense of a lot of the moments, you know? It felt like 80s, 90s horror in some of those moments, so um, I liked that a lot. Now, I gave this film 3 out of 5 stars. One for watchability, totally watchable. Again, the first half is a bit more serious, but it's not so serious that you don't want to watch it. You know, like, you know, how those films that have those serious moments and they lay those foundations that it's almost like you can't even like focus on them, you know, like, I don't know. Um, the second one I gave it is gore. Uh, once it gets to the point, it's a pretty, it's it's a it's a pretty bloody film, actually. There was a lot of fucking blood at that end, and I think once once you find out what is doing everything, that's why I gave it the last star for Killer Fear Factor because, ooh. <laughs> there is something fucking wrong with the children and then fuck that like it's i won't say what it is but the thing that's taken over is terrifying so that's my three out of five um i appreciate you guys so so much as always for listening next week is the season finale it's been a long season i'm i'm, I'm fucking happy i've been doing this shit for like what Starting the show in November, December, January, February, March, April, May, June. That's a long fucking time. And you guys have been right there the whole time. So I appreciate it. Um, As always, don't forget to follow the official Instagram page for the pod, Horror underscore podcast. And until next time, stay spooky, folks. Peace.